0: Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. Today's Bible reading will be from Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 18. That's on page 1179. Philippians 2, verse 12 to 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfil his good purpose. I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So, you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Hear the word of the Lord.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. If you don't know me, my name is Samuel Kelly. I'm in my second year here at Ridley College, studying a Bachelor of Ministry. And it's an honour to be here with you all today, preaching. Though I must admit, it is a very daunting thought to be preaching here in front of not only my peers, but all the Ridley staff and faculty, because I am likely one of the least qualified people in the room today to be preaching. But when Tim asked for volunteers from the class to preach, I had to listen to that nudge from God and be obedient to him, not grumble or argue about the extra work I just signed myself up for. So here I am. Let me open in prayer. Lord, I ask that as we dive into your word this morning, that our ears would be open to what you want us to hear and that our hearts would be softened to your message in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I have a show of hands? I'm not going to name and shame you, don't worry. But raise your hand if you've ever had a time in your life where you were disobedient. I know that I definitely have. (laughs) All right, let me tell you a story. When I was in my last year at high school, it was relatively early on in the year, but the principal came into the class one day and took the attention of the students. She stood up the front and said to all of the students, a class of about 15, we're looking for this year's school captains. Guess what? Whether you like it or not, you're all the candidates. I'll interview you all one by one later today and make my decision. Now, to cut a long story short, I didn't get the position. The roles were given to a girl who gladly accepted, and a boy, let's call him Michael, because that's his name. (laughs) He was a little less thrilled to have the role. Within three weeks, Michael had the role taken away from him because of his disobedience and his constant grumbling and arguing with the teachers about being given this role, which he told the principal during his interview that he really, really, really did not want. Now, maybe you've guessed what the sermon today is about from this story, or maybe you haven't. But I'll spare you the guesswork. It's about being obedient to Christ without grumbling or arguing about it. So let's jump in. Verse 12 of our passage begins in a relatively strange way. Starting our passage of scripture with the word therefore. Therefore. Therefore what? What a strange way to start a passage, right? The fact that the passage starts with this word therefore indicates that what Paul is talking to us about it's in light of what we've just read in verses 5 to 11 of the chapter which speaks to us about the servant nature and the humility of Christ. So please turn with me to verse 12 and open your Bibles if you haven't already. It reads, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to feel His good purpose. Obey as you have always obeyed. Continue to work out your salvation, or in other words, to show your salvation in your life. For it is God who began these works in you for his good purpose. Paul says in verse 12 that the Philippians are to work out their salvation. But what exactly does this mean? The English translation is really vague in what it means by work out. But the Greek word clearly indicates that it's about our life and deeds or to labour in our salvation. Now, I will admit I'm no expert in Greek. But from my understanding, the Greek verb suggests that it's similar to labour as one would labour in a field or to work. We as witnesses of Christ... Must continue to obey God and be active Christians without grumbling or arguing, working out our salvation. Obey and be active Christians without grumbling or arguing about it. Now I know what you're thinking, but Samuel, I have justification by faith. I've been saved because of my belief in Christ's death and resurrection. What does Paul mean, I have to work out my salvation? Am I not saved by faith? Well, yes, of course we're saved by faith. But that's not where the journey ends for us. We don't get to continue our lives like nothing has changed. You must show that you've been saved by your way of life. Show the world that we've been delivered from our sins because of our faith in Christ. We must be active Christians in obedience to God, but not only must we obey, we're called to do so without grumbling or arguing. Now, let's have a quick look at one of the well known personalities from the Bible and how they went about their obedience Jonah. I'm sure we all know the story of Jonah. He was a prophet from the Old Testament, and he was relatively good at obeying God and delivering the messages he'd received. That is, until he was told to go deliver a message to none other than the city of Nineveh. Somewhere that he really, really didn't want to go. And instead of being obedient to God, he ran, finding a ship going as far from Nineveh as he could find. But as the story goes, running from God, kicking and screaming, doesn't exactly go as Jonah planned. After three days inside a great fish, Jonah decided, you know what, maybe being obedient to God was a pretty good idea after all. We know that although Jonah did in fact end up delivering this message, he really wasn't happy about it. Grumbling and arguing with God about his decisions regarding Nineveh after the message was delivered. Paul didn't want the church at Philippi to end up like Jonah. So he encourages them in verses 14 to 16 do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Be active, obedient Christians without grumbling or arguing. Why? So that you may become blameless and pure children of God in a warped and crooked generation. Show your salvation through obedience to Christ without personal resistance, so that we may be blameless and pure in a warped and crooked generation. Now this all sounds great in theory, And I'm sure we would all love to be obedient the first time around, without arguing or grumbling, but I relate to Jonah in a way. I too would like to run away kicking and screaming from what God has called me to do. Can I share something with you all? When I started at Ridley last year, I was only planning on being at Ridley for a year, a year and a half at most, if I really had to. I came for myself to grow in my knowledge of God. That lasted about six weeks. Then I heard something I didn't expect. Bishop Mark Calder from the Bathurst Diocese came and spoke at Ridley Chapel. He spoke about the need for ministers in the Diocese of Bathurst. And like some others, I had this thought of, hmm, that's something I could probably do. Oh well, I'm sure someone else will do it. I'm only here for a year. I don't really want to get into ministry. Well, I found out pretty quickly God has a sense of humour. I get back to class and Lindsay Wilson hands me this flyer that reads, Ordination in Bathurst Diocese. (laughs) He suggests that I think about it. A few months later, and the new minister at my church mentions that Bishop Mark is actually a close friend of his. A few months ago, my minister tells me that he was talking to Bishop Mark and they've arranged for me to go up to Bathurst in one of my semester breaks and see if I'd be a good fit for ministry up there. (laughs) Okay, God, I get the picture. I got the message. You want me to go to the Diocese of Bathurst for ministry? Now, I can either argue and whinge and moan about it like Jonah did or I can listen to the words that Paul writes in this passage and follow the example given to us through Christ. I thought the second option was probably the better choice as this follows Christ's example of humility. And on the plus side, I don't have to spend three days inside a fish because of my disobedience. (laughs) Jesus was obedient even to death on a cross. So that is the example I should follow. Bathurst doesn't seem so bad compared to death on a cross. So I need to humble myself and without grumbling or arguing about it, obey God. Through active obedience to Christ, we can show our salvation. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this passage starts with the word, therefore, therefore meaning it's regarding what had been spoken in the previous verses about Jesus' humility and obedience. For although he himself is in very nature God, he was still obedient to the will of the Father because Jesus knew that it was the Father who began these works for his glorious purpose. And we too are used by the Father for his good and glorious purpose Jonah shows us how not to act, but Christ shows us how to act in verses 5 to 11. Therefore, we should follow his example and obey the will of the Father without arguing or grumbling about it, so that we may shine like bright stars in a warped and crooked generation, blameless and pure, as we can see from verse 15. Showing our salvation through obedience to Christ is a witness to those around us. We see in verses 16 to 18 that this obedience not only affects us as Christians, but it also affects those who have put time into us and our faith. Paul writes towards the end of the passage in verse 16 onwards And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not not run or labour in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. If the church at Philippi do this, if they show their salvation and are obedient to Christ, Paul can boast that he did not labour in vain. His obedience wasn't a waste. Even if he is put to death for his work in Philippi, he will be glad and rejoice. Because his obedience without grumbling or arguing has resulted in the spread of the gospel. He did not labour in vain. Friends, We too have people like Paul in our walk with Christ. We have pastors, friends and family, teachers, all the staff here and faculty at Ridley College. Do not let their labour be in vain. Show your salvation through obedience to Christ without grumbling or arguing. So that on the day of Christ, we can be glad and rejoice with one another that we did not labour in vain. We will be active and obedient Christians, showing our salvation so that we may be witnesses of Christ, holding firmly to the word of life, shining like stars in the sky in a crooked and warped generation. So, my friends, please don't be like Michael, who was disobedient to the teachers and the principal, arguing and grumbling about the responsibilities given to him as school captain. Be like Christ. Choose not to be a passive Christian who lets themselves go along with the way of the world, but rather stand firm in the word of God and choose to be an active Christian who is obedient to the will of God, without grumbling or arguing about it. Christ was obedient, even to death on a cross. Yet he did not argue or grumble with God about his decisions, for he knew it was God's good and glorious purpose that he was doing these works for. Paul showed his salvation through active obedience to Christ, without grumbling or arguing. For he too knew that it was for the Father's good and glorious purpose. I have one last question for you all. Will you do the same? Will you continue to show your salvation through obedience to Christ? Let's pray. Christ, whose insistent call disturbs our settled lives, Give us discernment to hear your word, grace to relinquish our tasks, and courage to follow empty-handed wherever you may lead, so that the voice of your gospel may reach to the ends of the earth. Amen.